We just started a series last week called The Power of Saying. And if you weren't able to be a part of that uh, last week, I want to encourage you to go online and listen to uh, that message. We talked about a number of things. Uh, we talk, I, I entitled last, message, uh, last week's message, More of the Same, and the importance of having more of the same and the impact that it can have in our lives. And, uh, and I'm not talking about more of the same bad stuff. Bad habits, bad things going on. I'm talking about having more of the same that's good in our life. And so we talked about that last week. And really where we took that thought was out of uh, John chapter 15. And that's where we're going this morning. So if you're following along, there's notes inside the worship guide if you'd like to follow along with that. Uh, Also just know that those notes, uh, there's a uh, free notebook out at the Welcome Center if you want a free notebook, if you want to keep those notes so that you can go back and refer to them. And uh, and so John chapter 15, we're going to begin with verse 1. Jesus speaking, and between verse 1 and verse 12, uh, 10 different times he uses a key word that uh, I'm just going to read to verse 5 today, but he uses a key word that uh, I think that every one of us need to pay attention to. Anytime something's repeated, it's because somebody's trying to get a point across. And, uh, and Jesus was trying to get a point across to us, and he said this. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you, Abide in me, and that's the word I'm wanting you to pay attention to, the word abide. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing." Now notice here the objective Jesus has for us, and that's to bear fruit. He wants us to produce greatness out of our life. We talked about that last week, that God wants greatness to come forth out of every one of our lives. And and the only way that that's going to take place, whether it's in your relationships, finances, business, whatever, whatever or wherever in life that you want greatness to be produced out of your life, it's going to come through abiding in Him and abiding in His Word. Can we get excited in this house today? Uh, We're talking about more of the same. We're talking about the power of same, abiding, being consistent. And and I like our children's pastor, Julie, she said this. She said, uh, God doesn't want us visiting. He he wants us abiding. He doesn't want us visiting him or uh, visiting his word or visiting his presence. He wants us abiding his presence, living in his presence, living in his word. Amen. And so when we abide, then that's when we experience everything that God has for us. And so in your notes, if you're following along, I made this statement. The power of same works regardless of whether we are doing the right or the wrong things. It's going to produce something in our life. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's going to produce either the good things in our life or the bad things in our life. But you are producing things in your life. 
It's not that you're, you know, I'm not producing anything. If you're not producing anything, then you're dead. Amen. You're, you're, you're just, you're no longer here on this earth, okay? And, but as long as you're here on this earth, you're going to be producing something in your life. You might as well, you might as well produce greatness, right? You might as well produce what God would have you produce out of your life. And so in order for that to happen, we need to understand that resolutions is not good enough. I entitled today Resolutions with Patterns. And I'm going to explain this in a little bit because a lot of us make resolutions. And what I mean by that is we have good intentions. But our good intentions are not good enough. And because I'm going to tell you, a lot of people, uh, they, they mean well. They want more, but they're not getting more. I mean, they, they, they really do. They have a big heart. They have a big vision. They're good people, great people even. But still, they have a whole lot of things going on in their life that they wish they didn't. And, and it's because resolutions don't work without patterns. What is a pattern? A pattern like, like a habit is this. It's a continual, often unconscious inclination to do a certain activity acquired through frequent repetition. That's what it is. And let me tell you something. We form patterns in our life. It ain't whether we're going to. It is that we do form patterns. Now let me let you in a secret. The patterns that you form will form you. Good or bad, the patterns that you form in your life will form you. So what we've got to do is we've got to look at our patterns. What are we forming with our patterns? And too often we think our resolutions that we're making, the things that we think that are going to make the change, just making those resolutions is going to be good enough. But I'm going to tell you, you cannot, you cannot, and let me just give you the first point, resolutions cannot stop uh, what patterns we've already created. It, it cannot. Resolutions cannot stop what patterns we've already created. And we need to understand that. Our, our resolutions are, are, are great. It's good that we have uh, some goals and some objectives, but those resolutions alone will not stop the patterns that we have already set in motion in our life that have formed who we are and what's going on in our life. I'm telling you, God has greatness for every one of us, young or old. Regardless of where we've been in life, we're all operating in some certain patterns in our life, and, and the only way to stop it is to do it the way God would have us do it, and I'm going to talk about that today. But I was, I, I went, I was just interested, and in, in, I went online, and I, I, I just, and I don't know how they, they came up with this, but I, 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 and you can Google it, like Google's 100% facts and reliable but I, 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 I typed in the question uh, how many resolutions uh, or what percentage of resolutions uh, uh, are fulfilled and, and it said 92% of new, uh, new year's resolutions fail 92% it's like this, isn't, this is not working and really, I got to thinking, well, of course it's not going to work. It's because we don't change our patterns. We, we, we commit to, uh, or we, we set these resolutions, but we keep the same patterns. Uh, 
And we default back to the patterns that we have already set in motion in our life. I'm going to try to help you today. A lot, of, a lot of people's lives are failing because of the patterns that they have in their life. And your re- resolutions are not going to stop them. It's not going to stop the patterns that you have already set in motion. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, one of my hallmark Christi- uh, 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 scriptures in my life is this. It says in Romans chapter 12, uh, 12 verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That word uh, where it says don't be conformed to this world, uh, another, another translation in the NIV and several translations, it says don't be, uh, don't be conformed to the pattern or the patterns of this world. There's patterns that this world has. But it says to be transformed. That word transformed is a, comes from the Greek word metamorphosis, which means to be changed. If we're going to change, we're going to have to change some patterns. And it, honestly, it starts with our thinking. We've got some patterns in our thinking that are self-defeating. They're defeating us in our life. And we've got to change the way that we think. And you'll see that throughout Scripture. But it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. If we want God's best for our life, we're going to have to change some patterns in our life. I was, um, I was thinking about it. Y'all are not, you're not laughing. I was, I was, I, was, I was thinking about, you know, people often blame others for the patterns that they have in their life. I was thinking about this one lady that, uh, at last count, I, I've been out of touch with her for years, like over a decade. But at last count, she was on her seventh marriage. Seventh marriage. But if you talk to this individual, I guarantee you this individual is probably blaming one through seven for the being the problem. But I'm going to tell you, she's carrying the problem. Now, not to say that they didn't have problems, but she's carrying the problem, and it's some patterns that she has in her life that keep repeating the product that she ends up with. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of people that are there, they are, they are defeated because of the patterns that they have in their life. That continual, often unconscious inclination to do a certain activity acquired through frequent repetition. Your patterns will determine the outcome of your life. The second thing I want you to understand that uh, what resolutions cannot do is that Resolutions cannot change what patterns we've created. Our, our resolutions cannot change. Not only can it stop them, it cannot stop them, but it can't change them. It's not going to change those patterns. Just the resolution in itself. And, 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 and if that be the case, then, then a lot of people's lives would be changed. And I think one of the reasons I even use this word resolution is because here we are in the very beginning of March... And uh, how many set some resolutions? This, I mean, we all have goals. At the, you may call it different things, but how many? Come on, let's be honest in the house. 
Okay, we're going to do some things. We're gonna, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's good. As a matter of fact, you better be setting some you better be setting some goals for your life. Because if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Okay. But I like to say it this way, you know, let's shoot for the moon, and if we miss, at least we're up there with the stars. Okay, so let's go after some things with our life. Let's, let's go after it. But, but, but resolutions alone is not going to change anything. It's our patterns that are going to change what needs to be. See, the problem is the pattern. The problem's the pattern. Many times we're looking at the fruit. We don't like the fruit we have. Well, it's not the fruit that's the problem. It's the root. And the root of the problem is our patterns. we got to go to the root in order to change the fruit. That's what Jesus said. He said, you need to abide in me. See, listen, listen if, you, if you don't abide in me, you're not going to change anything in your life. Yeah, there's no fruit that's going to be produced in your life. And so you're going to have to, you're going to, have to change some things in your life. And, and I was thinking, too, about this. You know, we, today's time change. And, and, and some of us are sleepy. Some of us are not. I mean, I'm wide awake. I'm doing great. And, and you'll hear people say, well, I'm just not a morning person. Lift, lift up your hand if that's you. I'm just not a morning person. Okay. And honestly, 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 there might be a little bit of truth to that. There might be just a little bit of truth. But the truth be said is that your patterns... Your nighttime patterns are the problem. You're just not getting to bed on time. Last night, you know, yesterday, all day yesterday, I kept telling my wife, honey, it's already 1 o'clock. Well, it's 12 o'clock. Honey, it's already 3 o'clock. And it was, you know, it was 2 o'clock. And honey, it's already 6 o'clock. Well, the, you know, it's 5 o'clock. And I had already, I had already set in motion some patterns of how we're going to treat this day. So, 7.45, last night, I'm getting ready for bed. <laughs> I, was in, I was in the bed probably about 7.45. Was that 7.45 yesterday or 6.45? <laughs> yesterday. And so, 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 you know, I know that the clock says 7.45, but... Uh, in reality, I had already, I already said in my mind that it was getting close to 9 o'clock. And so I wasn't going to lose an hour. I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get to bed on time. I'm going to be fine. And so I slept. I did fine. Well, some of you, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't do that. And so the, the problem, here's the, here's the deal. The problem, is, the problem is, is that you're not a morning person. The problem is, is that your patterns in the evening, are horrible. You eat late, you drink coffee late, you're drinking Cokes late, you're doing different things that keep you up. And, you know, I know there's a little truth to that. And, I, and, and let, me, let, me, let me identify with you, because listen, if I let myself, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a late person. If I let myself. But I adjusted my patterns a long time ago so that I get up and seek God with all my heart. I want to, I, God is more important than those other things that I allow to come in and, and take residence in the, in the evening. Amen. Some people say, well, I'm just not a student. Well, it isn't that you're not a student or that you're not a reader. It's just that your patterns are wrong. 
You've, you, you've got a pattern of not reading, of not studying. You've got a pattern of not doing those things. Am I, am I hitting anybody yet? And, and so you've got patterns that are wrong. And if you'll change those patterns, then you'll be a student. I am a lifelong student. I'm going to learn every day, every day, every day. I am a lifelong student. I am a reader because of the patterns that I've created in my life. You know, one of the things that I do is I'm constantly studying the patterns of successful, great leaders and pastors. Because I know that their patterns is what produces the greatness in their life. So I want to learn their patterns. What are you doing? What is that repetition, those repeating things that you're doing? Because I'm telling you, it's not the, the events in our life that, that create the greatness in our life. It's the little things. It's the, it's the things that we repeat. Jesus said it this way, if you'll be faithful with the little, he'll make you ruler over much because you're creating some good patterns that's going to produce greatness in your life. Marriages, great marriages are, are, are produced because of great patterns in their life. It's not, you know, I just don't have a great marriage. Well, change the patterns. Whatever your patterns may be, then create those. You know, people say this, well, oh, man, 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 my life is, it's so hectic. Well, let me tell you why it's hectic. Change the patterns. Quit being in such a hurry all the time. Create margin in your life. It won't be so hectic. So what are your patterns? Your, your, your resolutions are not going to change it. It's your patterns that's going to change it. The problem is your patterns. Is anybody with me yet? Amen. Romans chapter 6 says it this way. Verse 16 and 18. It says, don't you know that when you offer yourselves up to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God, through, uh, where am I? But thanks be to God, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness because of the patterns in your life. Our patterns, the patterns of his teaching. We've allowed his teaching to come in and change our defeating habits, our defeating ways. And as a result, no longer are we enslaved to sin. We're not enslaved to those things that hold so many people captive. Bible says that we're to lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily ensnares, that, that binds us. We're, we're going to have to lay them aside. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that through creating great, great patterns. Let me tell you something. You know, when I first got saved, my heart was radically saved. My life was radically saved. I loved Jesus with every bit of my heart, but I still had all my issues. I remember it's like, God, I love God. And I was talking to my sister right after, and, I, and, 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 and it was right after I got saved. I love God. And, and I used blankety blank. Brother. And it's like, wow, that's, I know God, he's going to change that in you. And, and sure enough, I don't use that type of language any other, anymore. Aren't you glad? 
Because I'm sure at some point it would probably come out as I'm preaching. And you might not like that. <laughs> Isn't that right? And, and I had to change the pattern in order to make the change in my life. And, and one thing that I had a struggle with because of the way I grew up, I had to fight. I, I mean, we were all fighters. We've, uh, you know, we're just, we were all fight, fighters. And, and you've heard me say it before. If in, in our household, there was either wars or rumors of wars. But there was always constant bickering and fighting and abuse taking place and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and, and so I, I was an angry person. I think all of us were angry people. And, and so after getting saved, my heart wanted to be kind. My heart wanted to do the right thing. My heart wanted to do those things. But my patterns that had been created over years of repetition, I kept, I kept uh, going back to that anger. And so when something upset me, how I dealt with things was anger. I dealt with it with anger, and so it, it, I carried that into I carried that into my relationships. I carried it into my marriage. Thank God, my wife says it this way. She says I destroyed all of her feelings except one. So she has a feeling, and she's and she doesn't want me to she doesn't want me to mess with her last feeling. Leave it alone. And and because of anger, I had I had some anger issues. And so I had to change my patterns. My patterns were that I, ha- I dealt with things a certain, a certain way. I had to change and change them the way that God would have me deal with them. By his, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. By his word, by his spirit. I had to deal with them that way rather than out of the flesh. Because the flesh is going to be angry. Flesh gets angry about everything. I mean, we get angry about everything. And so I had to change the way that I live. I, could, I was not going to be in bondage to anger. Because it was going to lead me to, to, to a place where I just was living a defeated life. What resolutions cannot do is that resolutions cannot overpower what pat- patterns created either. It can't overpower it. Your resolutions don't have the strength, the power to overcome the patterns that you've created in your life. It's just not going to overpower it. But thank God we got the power of God on our life, in our life. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 through 14 says this. He says, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching. Learned from me a pattern shaped by faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Because of Jesus. Because he came to set the captives free. Because of that, we can change the patterns that we have been enslaved to for years and years and years. And I see people in many, many ways, relationally, ministerially, financially, a variety of different ways in their life they're 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 walking a defeated life and it's because they're because of the patterns they've embraced in their life we are all a product of our past the input whether you know you've heard people say well that's just the way i have i was raised well i don't care if it's the way that you were raised 
I mean, if, if, if the pattern's wrong, you better change it. Well, that's just how I am. Well, that may be how you are. Change the pattern. And start being somebody else who God intended for you to be. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't stay where you're at. Don't settle for that. I always say it this way. Too many people are, 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 are become maintainers in life but rather than being, being uh, uh, ground gainers. And the reason is, is because we get stuck in those ungodly patterns. I, I, I press in. I press in to relationships. I press in to what God has for me because I want God's best out of my life. I said, I study people, I study people, I tell you, I study, I study leaders, I study pastors. What is it that has made them so successful? What is it that they're doing? What are those patterns that they have going on in their life that, that I need, that, that's going to confront my, my unhealthy ones so that I can embrace them and they become healthy in my life? What is it? A few years back, there was, there was a pastor that I've uh, just, enjoy uh and i've allowed him to speak into my life that that uh just challenged me relationally i just saw that relationally i wasn't diving in as as deep as i needed to relationally i think all of us if we don't watch it we're just because we're insecure in so many areas of our life that we allow people only to come so far in our relationships and then we put the brakes on we throw up some walls we a variety of different things that we do. And I just determined that I, I want God's best. And, you know, I see what Scripture says concerning relationships, that, that the world's going to look at our relationships and determine by our relationships, our love for one another, that we are his disciples. Am I really loving so much, so differently than the world that they can look into my life and see the love of God in my life and see it that it's so different than their love that, that they're willing to turn their hearts towards Christ? And for the most part, I, I had to say no. And so I had to press in, and I, had to, I'm, I just determined that I'm going to be a high relational, high relational person. And you've heard people say, well, I'm just not that away. Change the pattern. God called us to love one another. He called us to, to dig in and, and make it happen. Is it easy? He didn't say it's going to be easy. Gosh, if it was easy, we'd all do it. But we have a tendency to take the path of least resistance. We want it easy, don't we? Yeah. Throw it in the microwave. Yeah. Let's throw this relation, let's throw this marriage in the microwave. Zap it, and it's ready to go. It doesn't work that way. Isn't that right? When we say, I do, we don't know what we said, I do, too. <laughs> Until a few days later. And then it's like, oh my goodness, what did I say? What did, what did I do? And, and we think we know it all until we get married. Come on. Come on now. And it's like, oh boy, we got to work at this thing called marriage. And by the way, you're not ever going to arrive. You're just not ever going to arrive. It's, you're not going to come to a point where, oh man, it's just, it's just easy. No, you, you, you'll come to a point where you create some great patterns in your life that you need to keep and you need to hold on to. 
Ephesians tells us that we are to we are to make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. It's something that once we have it, we've got to keep it. We've got to hold on to it. Guard your heart with all diligence. Isn't it crazy? I heard just recently, and maybe I said this recently, I don't know, but somebody getting a divorce after 48 years, and I'm thinking, what in the world are you guys thinking? 48 years, you invested that many years, and you guys are getting divorced? You need to be slapped. (laughs) It's like, come on. What are you going to do? Go find somebody else and... After 48 years, it's like, oh my gosh. Seriously, what are you thinking? Change the pattern. Change the pattern and you'll have, you'll have the success. Every marriage, every relationship has a 100% chance of success if it's done God's way. If it's done God's way. The problem is, is not the person. The problem is the pattern. We have too many ungodly, unhealthy patterns in our life. Guys, we've got, to, we've got to press in and make it happen. This year, where am I on time? This year, I had it in my heart. I felt like God put it in my heart that we focus on four things this year. All of us, not just me, but all of us as a church. So I'm calling you, I'm, 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 I'm declaring it, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm continually keeping it in front of you. One, that we would be healthier in every area of our life. That we would just get healthier. By the way, you cannot get healthier keeping the old patterns. You cannot continue, and I'm talking about physically, you cannot continue eating the same things, not exercise, all that kind of stuff, and, keep, and, and expect to get healthier. In the same way, relationally, financially, in every which way in our lives. And so we've got to change the patterns. Amen? Amen. Second thing is that we need to get better. Every area of our lives, let's work at getting better. In our marriage, in our relationships, in our church, we're wanting to get better. We're working at that. I'm, I'm challenging our, our team, our, our, our leaders. I'm challenging us to go to that next level. Let's just get better. I don't want my marriage to just get be okay. I want my marriage to continually get better. Better, better, better. Say better. better. And then thirdly is that we would le- uh, develop leaders. And, and I'm, calling, I'm calling the leaders out. I'm calling you guys to come out and step out and make yourselves available to God as a leader. And let's develop you and let's develop some leaders in this church so that we can do something, I mean, way beyond what we could ever do by ourselves. Amen. I mean, let's join together and let's make a huge impact. Yes. And then fourthly is that we would double this year. Amen. That we would double. Well, we we got to change our pattern if we're going to double. We can't just keep doing what we're doing. We we all need to start inviting. We all need to go at this aggressively. We all need to love people like they've never been loved before and be earnest about it and sincere about it and, and really reach out to people and, and give our lives to, to, to making a, a life-giving difference in people's lives. And so we're, I'm challenging you to do that. To, uh, you know, out in the highways and byways. I don't believe that church is supposed to be just when we come together on Sunday. I believe that church is every day of our life. Anytime we come into contact with people, we're representatives of Jesus Christ. We're the vessels that he uses. 
We're the people that he wants praying for the sick. We're the people that he wants helping people when they're in need. Amen? Amen. So we've got to get out of ourselves and we, start, we need to start giving ourselves away like we've never given ourselves away if we're going to see ourselves double. Amen? Amen. So that we can do it all, all over again and reach more people and love more people and help more people and help those that are far from God to come to, into a relationship with God. In order for all that to take place, I'm just going to give you three quick things that I've shared with our dream team. I've shared this before, but I just want to give it to you, and I may have already done it just recently, but we just need to hear it. This is what makes change. If, if resolutions do, doesn't do it, then what does it? Well, here's what does it. Number one is we need the Word. Amen. Patterns are shaped by the Word of God. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transformed by what? The Word of God. It's the Word of God that, that transforms our mind. For the Word of God is living and it is powerful. Listen, we've got to address the way that we think. People are failing because of the way that they think. It's, it's, it starts in between our thinking, our, our mind. We've got to, we've got to, one of my prayers that I pray over us every day is that, that we would uh, not, uh, let me see how I pray it. I have to go back into my, into my thinking. Uh, I pray that we would, uh, that we would uh, walk and live by uh, the word of God and not by human reasoning. Because it's so easy to reason ourselves into something or out of something. But I don't want human reasoning to be involved. I want, I want God's word to determine how I live my life. I want, the, I want my patterns to be determined by what God says. I, you know, again, we're a product of our past. The input from our parents, the input from teachers, the input from peers, the input from, you know, things that we read and, 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 and the news. Oh my gosh. If you, if, well, you know, they said it on TV. Yep, that makes it right. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't be conformed to this world. This world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. That's, that's what it's, it's all about, the self. Secondly, patterns are shaped by the Spirit. The Spirit of God shapes our patterns. You know... I was, I was thinking, you know, that the Bible says when the Spirit of God comes upon us, that we will receive power. And I believe part of the power is there to, to change our, our, our unhealthy patterns in our life. Uh, the Holy Spirit's working in us to will and to do of His good pleasure. And if we will just begin to understand the Holy Spirit, realize as a Christian, as a believer, if you're a believer today, and you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and He wants to guide you and lead you into all truth. He wants to, he wants to help set you free. Jesus was filled with the Spirit. He went about doing good and, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The devil's a liar. He came and tempted Jesus, and he tried to uh, tempt Jesus, and Jesus responded. Prior to even that saying and talking about him responding by the word, the Bible says he was filled with the Spirit and then was tempted by, uh, by the devil. He, he was filled by the Spirit, or with the Spirit. He had the ability to resist the patterns of this world. Amen? Amen. 
And so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And then the last pattern is, is the body of Christ. Oh my gosh. Patterns are shaped by the body. God's Word. The Bible says, He who walks with the wise he who walks with the wise shall be wise. And, and let me tell you, the influence of, of great Christian people around us will help create great patterns in our life. The Bible says that we're a part of a body. There's far too many people that are not functioning in, as part of a body. We need to get connected, stay connected, and allow the body to, to nurture and nourish us in us, nourish, nurture and nourish them. Amen? Amen? Or each other. And so uh, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. It's that influence. It's that constant input. That Are you getting anything this morning? Uh, scripture tells us that we're to confess our faults one to another. In other words, we need to, we need to be in a relationship, small groups. That's why small groups are so important. Uh, it's, it's just key so that we can be in relationship with one another so that we can, we, we can be, have, be in trusting relationships where we can bear our, our, our issues to other people so that we can have prayer for one another. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you would be healed. Amen. And I, I like to put it this way. What stays in darkness keeps us bound. What's brought to the light gets us free. God's a God of light. What's, he works in light. And so when we bring it to the light, then he's able to work in it. As long as we keep that darkness in our heart, then we stay bound. The Bible says, confess it. We've got we to gotta be willing to confess our faults. Amen? And that's how we're going to find freedom in our life. That's how we're going to break those unhealthy patterns in our life. Listen, uh, God called us to, to do life with, with one another. And I want to tell you that uh, my life has been changed because of these three areas. The Word, the Spirit, and the body. The Word, the Spirit, and the body. There's no magical thing. I tell you, if I, if I just continue to reveal my life and, 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 and just walk you through the course of my life, you would see, man, you were one messed up individual. And I was. And the reason I am who I am today is because I changed the patterns in my life by the Word, by the Spirit, and by, by the body of Christ, having good people around me. And so it can happen for you today. Amen? So if you, don't like, if you don't like the product of your life, what's being produced, change the pattern. Let's pray. Father, we thank you.